Welcome back, everybody, to the Deposit That Podcast. Uh, I'm sitting here today with a legend in the women's basketball community, turned friend, Ashley Battle. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on, man? Oh, so when we first booked this episode, we've been trying to book it for a couple <laughs> months now, right? And I've been kind of busy. Yeah, it's crazy how things work out after right. the tragic events that happened you know, on Sunday, and it was kind of a disbelief, uh, shock to the world, and... You know, I think we should dedicate this episode to Kobe Bryant. So if you have anything you want to say or get it out, you know, in the beginning, I want this episode to be about you, but I also want to pay respect to uh, Kobe and his family. Wow. You're going to make me start crying all over. That's all right. That's all right. Ball, balling with battles. Literally. It has, it, has, it has multiple yeah. meetings, multiple meetings with bowling. Yeah. Um, wow. There's a lot that I could say, you know, over the year, Kobe and I developed a pretty good relationship, inviting me out to practice with the girls. So I got a chance to meet everybody, including, including their parents and everybody was just really the passion for basketball, the passion that he had for his family. And you could see it all over Gigi's face. It was literally, literally like watching a mini Kobe develop. And you could see like, that was his process when he was a kid and all of that was getting instilled, not only in her, but in the team. Um, when I went there, I mean, they were doing stuff that, you know, college players, you know, aren't doing. So it was really, it was really cool to see. And I really looked forward to really seeing their development. It's just a tragedy. It really seems like a, a really bad dream. But, you know, today at the office, people knew that we were close. So people have been coming up to me and just really trying to console me and, and really being there. And one of the things that was said to me today that I think I'll, I'll cherish because it's really been really hard to really put into words and, you know, just really knowing that he's helped so many people want to be better and want to not waste any time, not waste any, any minutes in the day, be there for your family, try to perfect your art. And, you know, something that was said to me today was rise and shine and, and crush life. And that was, you know, something that he would say all the time to that he mentioned in the interview and um, it was mentioned to me today and it just rise and shine and really try to crush it. What was it like being around, obviously coming from your background, you played at UConn, you had a great run at UConn, you right. played in WNBA, you work for the NBA now. What was it like being in his presence? What was it like being around a guy of that statue, a guy of that personality, a guy of that drive, commitment, dedication? What was it like? Was it different than anything else you've ever been around? No, you know, he's, a regular really guy. Re regular guy, really nice guy. I think he would go out of his way for anybody. And I think with a lot of the stories that you've been hearing, it's been evident that a lot of people are sharing similar stories about him, you know, taking the time to talk with their kids or taking the time to take a picture with them or, you know, giving away donations. I mean, there's been a lot of, a lot of different stories that have been absolutely fantastic, you know, how he considered himself a girl dad and how he loved just being a father and being there for his family. So I think he's a regular guy, but he's done some extraordinary things in his life, in his short life, that everyone could take a little bit of that and really try to improve, improve themselves and, and really be there for for the people that matter most to them. So let's go back to your story. So I know you said you're from Pennsylvania originally, right? Right. How'd you wind up at UConn? Wow. Uh, 
Interesting story. So I figure yeah. Pitt's in your backyard, right? Pitt, yeah. I grew up, you know, not too far from Pitt, maybe ten minutes from their campus. My cousin went, played basketball at Pitt. Then you know, West Virginia is only like a sure. hour and a half, two hours away. I was on a really talented AAU team, the Western Pennsylvania Bruins. We traveled, you know, similarly to a lot of AAU that's current today. We traveled around the country, played different talent. My first letter was um, in the seventh grade. Prior to that, Were you dunking it? Or not yet? I, I thought I was. Mentally, I was. <laughs> Mentally, I was. So I was, you know, the all only girls, the only girl on an all male basketball team really? in the fifth grade. Wow. So we played in this tournament. Schooling everybody. I was schooling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was really good. We had some really, really talented players on that team. But if you, if you ask them, they'd be like, no, Ash was the best, you know, but we were really talented. We had a really great coach. And learned a lot of fundamentals really early on. So I'd play in this, like, we played in a tournament, and somebody's like, hey, you should play AAU. I'm like, what's that? Right. You know, I had no right, idea right. what Back that then, was. it was just coming up. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. And so he's like, why don't you come to this place? We have practice at this time. And it was literally, like, four months from now. So I would bother my fifth grade coach, like, every day, like, is it time? Is it time? Yeah. Is it time? And he's like, Ashley. <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> right, literally. And he's like, this is not for another four months. You know, we just told us this yesterday, right, you know. Right. So uh, I end up playing on a really, really talented team. We traveled around the country. I got my first letter in the seventh grade. So I at least knew that at bare minimum that I would at least get a full ride. So were your goal, was your goal in the seventh grade to get a full ride? You knew basketball yeah. was it at that point. Yeah. Like I knew then yeah. like I would at least get a full ride, but obviously, sure. you know, the competitive nature in yourself, you want to do well, you want to win. Um, Who's so, that letter from? I, I don't want to get them in trouble because <laughs> it's probably a violation. You probably can't take uh, kids' you, letters I in. Yeah. I don't even know if they yeah. – Right. They can't do that. Yeah. You know, no, so I'm not, it was William and Mary. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter now. It didn't, it didn't matter yeah. now. But um, my team, we played. We won. We were the number one team in the country as 12-year-olds. We came in third three years in a row prior to that. So I was getting a lot of recognition um, in high school. So that allowed me – to go to a boarding school in Wheeling, West Virginia called Lindsley. Lindsay, okay. So I left the I left the city of Pittsburgh. I still lived there, but it was literally like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Gotcha. Where, you know, yeah. born it yeah, all yeah, the playgrounds yeah. where I was literally you know, it was like my life. Sure. So inner city of Pittsburgh, I get up, go to Wheeling, West Virginia. Middle of nowhere, probably. Middle, there's not farmland. Uh, not necessarily farmland, yeah. but uh it was nothing that I was accustomed to. It wasn't Pitt. It wasn't Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, you know, I was wasn't that much diversity at the school, but I would tell you it's one of my best decisions to ever go there. I still have really great friends from there. I'm still really good friends with a lot of the teachers. Do you think um, it changed your outlook and your perception on life, being out there in a different culture? Definitely. You know, it helps because previously I was I was probably in a predominantly African-American school, although the schools were good, but it was Pittsburgh Public Schools. Um, I go there and I'm around, you know, a, a lot of wealthy people. Yeah, a all lot rich of, white all, kids. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, you have to to learn how to maneuver and how to handle, handle yourself in different situations at a young age is invaluable. Sure. And so that's part of the lesson that I learned. And my, my principal there, his name is uh, Reno Diorio. He, you know, he's the type of guy that... Um, is he still there? 
he's the, he's the president. Gotcha. He's not the principal anymore. He just sits they, back, behind, he just sits back yeah. behind the desk yeah. and you know, kind yeah. of he's like that's you. <laughs> right. And so he, you know, he had, he's been he was there forever and had a lot of alumni relations. So he kind of handles alumni relations, but he can see the potential in kids sometimes before they even realize mm. the potential in themselves. So I knew that I had a talent. But it was just really trying to cultivate that and make sure that I don't screw it up. So every day he would give me lectures. Every I don't see you being day. the person that wants to like get lectured every day. Every day yeah. I would get a lecture from him. Ashley, you're the only person that can mess this up. Like you have to be smart. You have to maneuver. <laughs> like literally every day I would get a lecture. And even when I talk to him today, it's like, hey, do you need a lecture? <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm good. I think Send I have, me a text. <laughs> I think I haven't memorized. I think yeah. I haven't memorized by now. But Sorry. again, it's one of those things that if something would have happened when I was younger, if I had made a mistake when I was younger, who knows if we would be here today having this conversation. Sure. So it was just one of those things that really tried, kept me on the straight and narrow. Um, I think academically, they're a superior school um, than the public schools were mm-hmm. at the time. And it helped, you know, academically meet athletics. So all of it kind of was up to par. So I talked a little bit about AAU. My team was really good. We had you know, a player that played at Penn State, a player that's like the all-time leading scorer at West Virginia, a player wow. that went to Villanova, Virginia Tech. Like we were, re- schools, yeah. we were really, really good yeah. at a really young age. But not only did these guys, ladies, do well, but I end up meeting UC today. You see how like LeBron and all those guys are really good friends, but they've known each other forever. Sure. You know, it's the same thing. So I. You know, a lot of the a lot of the girls that I knew then, we would talk about maybe potentially going to the same school. Maria Conlin, she played in Connecticut, but we our teams would miraculously be on the same flight, right. or right. and we would be at the same hotel. So we would, and we were the each team's respective best player, and we just became close. So I, I've known her forever. Uh, Diana Taurasi is another one. Like D she was, was a legend, right? She, I mean, she was, was a like, legend in high school, and she really put. I feel like women's basketball really on the map during that run, during your guys' run. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had some really good, some talented players, but Dia's uh, definitely she def- a personal friend of yours. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she would call me in high school. It was like, you know, you got to go to UConn. Like, <laughs> we can make history, you yeah. know. And she was right. And so Is she older than you? No, we're the same, same age. age. We're the same year. We came Where in the she same from, year. You know? uh, California. I gotcha. So, and I'm like, it's one in the morning. You're on the West Coast. <laughs> like, chill. Go. <laughs> like, I'm trying to sleep. So, uh, you go to all these tournaments and you start seeing the same people. You start going to camps. Elena Baird, who just retired, you know, AB and AB. So, we always room together. You know, Isis Tillis, you know, I've, they all went to Duke, but, and I almost went to Duke. So, like, you see a lot of, a lot sure. of these, the same people at the same camps and you become friends and, and then you're like, you know, it wouldn't be bad to like play with this person. You already know them. You know their game. It'd be fun, right? Yeah. So my last three schools was Penn State, Duke, and UConn. I I don't think I really wanted to be close to home, so I ended up leaving. I didn't want to stay three hours outside of Pittsburgh, and so I was like, all right, and you know, Penn State's out. Then it was Duke and UConn. So my mom, she's just like, it's Duke. How do you turn down Duke? And, you know, one of my favorite players at the time was Grant Hill. Sure. Obviously, he wasn't there at the time, but he was hurt, so he would always be at Duke. Right. You know, having rehab. And, and they would literally tell me, they're like, hey, Grant's here. Yeah. You know, you yeah. should come. And yeah. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ugh, maybe. A legend. Right. Um, but, you know, one of the things that really stuck out about UConn was 
there was a couple of things. Um, they had just come off a national championship. Uh, another player that I grew up with in Pittsburgh, Swin Cash, she was there. So that made it really comfortable for me. Um, Maria had already signed. Diana had already signed. And I had really great relationships with them going in. But then also my grandmother passed away my senior year. And Gina was really like the only one to express his condolences. Serious? Yeah. So that so really struck an accord, accord with me. Interesting. So now you go to UConn. Yep. From what I read online, did you have an injury your freshman year? I did. I had knee? Tom, Tommy knee? John. Tommy, yeah, Tommy John. Yeah. In basketball. Yeah. Really well, weird, right? How'd that how that happen? <laughs> Play baseball on the side too, right? Or no? no, no, no. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Tommy yeah. John is a pitcher's injury. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of torque that pitchers put on their elbow. Throwing it down so much. And you know, but I, I would imagine a lot of people have hit their funny bone. Of course. And you know that feeling that you get up your tingling, arm, and you tingling, hate everything for a quick second. <laughs> right. So that ligament, I tore that ligament. And how it happened was we're playing in Miami, and I dove on the ball. So my body's on the ground, my hands on the ball. Someone went to dive on the ball, missed the ball completely, landed on my elbow. And that was it. And that was it. Now, are you lefty or righty? I'm righty. Oh, so it didn't mess up your free throw or anything? No. Because you know Kobe would have shot one-handed he, if he, he had there, right? I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. So, no, all right, so now you go and get surgery? I go. I have surgery. I healed really quickly. So Now, I, were you starting at the time? Or I, you I, off I, the bench, I was or? coming off the bench as a freshman, playing pretty good minutes, and... Everybody's like, oh, you're healing really well. Let's shoot for the Tennessee game, Martin Luther King Day. So back oh, then, wow. we used to play We used to play um, Tennessee twice a year, and this was like the next big game that— Was Pat uh, Summit the coach there? Right? Yes, absolutely. And so we were aiming for that. And then, sure enough, I get hit in practice again. So remember I was talking about that, the funny bone. Yeah. You get hit in the funny bone. Yeah. So I— Mine was just a little exaggerated. So <laughs> just a little bit. I get hit in the funny bone. I like lose feeling going up my arm oh. and my two fingers for like a few days, mm. maybe even a week. Shock a nerve, literally. Right. And so, I mean, everything was fine, but it was just like a shock, shock to my, to my arm. And so they're sure. like, yep, that's it. You're, you're going to redshirt. You're cut off, you know? So did you wind up playing four years after that? Or just I did. Three? I did. So you I, did. I was there for five. Five years. Yeah. Now... In women's basketball, is it common to leave early and go to the WNBA, or is it kind of like known you do your four years, you graduate, and then move on to? Because at the time, WNBA was still relatively new, right? right. Within ten years, or right? So, uh, take, right? No, I mean, fifteen years back ago? then, it wasn't it wasn't common for at people. All, right? I mean, it's still really not that common. There's Has been a couple. There's been a couple players. Uh, I believe Epiphany Prince left Rutgers and went overseas to play. Gotcha. You probably see more of that than going to then the going, and then she played in the WNBA. But most of the, I would venture to say, ninety percent of the WNBA athletes have graduated college. Interesting. What was it like being on that run? I mean, again, it was kind of like you guys were in a, from what I remember, right, being like a high school or right. like college kid at Fordham in the Bronx. What was it like? being in a league of your own. I mean, you guys were just wiping people up the court, right? right. I mean, like winning about forty, fifty a game, like cleaning up. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was like the Beatles were coming into town. <laughs> like, like every time we went someplace, and you know, to be like, oh, this is the first sellout we've ever had. You know, we're like, oh, that, well, that's pretty cool. You know, but it was always, it was it was always interesting because you always had a target on your mm-hmm. back, so yeah, you always had you to off. you always had to perform. I came in on a year where we won, had just won a national championship in two thousand, and I came in two thousand that that fall. Mm-hmm. 
So we're, we're there's five of us coming in with like majority of the players returning from this national championship team. And we're, you know, just wide eyed kids, you know, looking for for the playing. And so it's like the first practice. And everybody's like, yeah, you know, this is going to be great. You know, we're ready. Like the five of us were super excited. So my incoming class was Diana, myself, Maria Conlon, uh, Jessica Moore, and Morgan Valley. And so they, so people called us the fam because we didn't do anything without one another. Like we'd wake up, we'd wait for each other. It was like the real fab five. Like literally, like (laughs) we'd wake up, we'd wait for each other. We'd all go to breakfast together. We'd all go to the gym together. We'd wait, we'd wait for everybody. We'd leave the gym. Like literally we'd all, we never did anything without, if you saw one of us, you saw all five of us. Cool. Roll deep. We definitely, and we still do actually. We talk, you know, pretty much every day. We do, (laughs) we do almost every day. And uh, so we're just, you know, just wide eyed kids, like looking forward to practice. So, you know, the beginning of practice starts, it's like three-man weave, four-man weave, you know, sure. shell, we're doing all this stuff. Maybe like an hour goes by, hour and a half, and we're just like, whew, that was a great practice. <laughs> you know, we're all just like, man, that was really good. And and then I remember people looking at us, I think Tamika Williams, her, her name's uh, Raymond now, Tamika Raymond. She looks over, she's like, practice, like. That's just the warm up. Wow. We're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean that's just the warm up? So it's a whole different ballgame. Oh my goodness. Just so intense, you know, from start to finish. And I think the attention, to, it was always, we're playing for a national championship. It didn't matter, you know, if we're playing Seton Hall. It didn't matter if we're playing Fordham. Fordham. <laughs> it, di- it didn't matter. It yeah. was this game is to prepare you for a national championship. So we prepared for, you know, each game as if we're preparing to play a national championship. And, you know, back then our, I mean, even now, like our practices were harder than our games. And and that freshman team was probably one of the most talented teams that I've ever played on. And we didn't win. You know, you still need a lot of lady luck on your side sure. in order to win. We sure. just had a lot of injuries. You know, Shea Ralph went down with a season ending ACL tear. Svetlana Brosimova had a back injury. And those are, you know, arguably two of the best players to ever come out of UConn. And we still had... Sue, Diana, Swin, Tamika, and we still had all Asia. You know, these guys are, I mean, Swin's eligible to go in the Hall of Fame this year. Like, there's arguably, you know, some Next of the, wave of legends. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Sure. Next wave of, of basketball legends. And, you know, Diana and Sue are still playing. So you, that team probably had 10, 11 players go pro. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, unheard of. Now, do you think that the practices more so than the games, prepared you for real life? Oh, no? without a doubt. I mean, our practices were hard. So you real know? life is like easy now. Now you're like, well, I mean, yeah, it's, not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Trust and believe that. It's paycheck. still not easy. <laughs> but I think it prepares you for what life has to offer because life isn't going to be just, you know, a straight line and linear. It's you have ups, you have downs, you have lows. You And Suicides. how do you... Right. Well, <laughs> How do you prepare for that? Right. You know, how do you react? How do you recover from that? And so I think, you know, a lot of it, you know, in practice at a UConn practice is you're going through all of those things in practice. You're one minute, you could have made the best play of your of your life. And the next minute you may be getting yelled at for doing the dumbest play in your sure. life. You know, like sure. those things, all of that happens you within a practice. Zero real quick real or vice quick. versa. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, how do you react? How do you recover from that? How do you 
how do you come back? Are you are you going to let you know that situation get the best of you and it affects the next four plays, or are you going to rally and and make a play and let that take you and carry you into the next couple of plays? So, you know, our practices were really tough. I went back to practice not too long ago and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so happy I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> but you would do it again in a second. I would do it again in a second if, if you were ten years younger. You'd be right back at yep, it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so. I feel like being in the corporate professional world, right, it lacks that camaraderie. It lacks that teammate mentality, the majority-wise. Like we spoke about right. earlier, like there's those older 15, 20, 30-year-old people that have been there a long time right. um, that keep the younger and newer blood down, right? It's not tough love. It's just tough, right? Yeah, I mean, it's corporate America's hard. Why do you think that is, though? Right? So when you show up again, you said you, you came up with five, you know, five freshmen, right? And then right. there were a bunch of older girls there. But you guys blended and you guys had nothing but respect and hard work for each other. Right. I mean, Why is it different you, in the corporate world? I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, different in the corporate world. I think, you know, when we were five freshmen coming in, I just think there's a culture that's established. And, but you and know you that have going to, in. Yeah, but you don't know it. You, you, think, you, know you it. think you know it, but yeah. you don't know it. You don't know what. Take that elbow. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't know it until it's really like broken down to you what hard work really is. You know, you think you're working hard, but right. you're not working hard. Right. You know, you have to be selfless. You have to like take a step back sometimes to to make ten strides forward. And and I think. I don't think corporate America is very much different than that. You know, I think you have to, when you come in, you have to be willing to learn, willing to grow. And sometimes you may have to take a step back to go forward. When you left UConn, you played in WNBA. I did. How was that experience? It was great. You know, it. Who did like, you play for? I got drafted to Seattle. Okay. So we won. You went way out west. I did. We won three national championships. Wow. At UConn. Back to back to back. Uh, back to back to back. It's a funny story. Three Really funny story. So last, <laughs> last night, last night I'm with um, Shamika Holzclaw, really, really good friend of mine, and one of the first legends, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, she is arguably, you know, one. She's arguably the best bas- women's basketball player to ever play. Right. So she lost the bet because you know did you post something about that. I did, did, I did. You check it out, real Ashley battle. Go check it out. <laughs> so she. Um, she wanted to bet on the UConn-Tennessee game because we had such great rivalries throughout the years. And then, did uh, she play at UT? She did play oh. at UT. And she is all everything for UT. Was she wearing orange? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so No, she wasn't wearing orange but last night. But Inside. The, the bet was whoever loses has to wear the other team's jersey or shirt or something like that. Yep. And you have to post it on social media. I don't know if you guys follow Shamika Holes Club, but she has like 30,000 plus followers. <laughs> and so she wanted to, she thought she was slick. She wanted to make this bet like when UT was up. Is this with you? Yeah, this uh, is with me. So she, so she, she texts me like, Hey, so we betting or what? <laughs> and I'm like, What do you want to bet? So she came up with this yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, she came yeah. up with this. I was like, Sneaky. All right. All right. I was like, All right, bet. So last night, of course, you know, I had my Yukon gear. I'm like, you know, you got to wear this with pride. You look good in blue. That's it. You look good in blue. So UConn came back and won. Y- UConn came back and won. So she's telling me, she goes, wait, how many how many rings did you win? Oh, now it goes personal. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> three. And she was like, but was it three in a row? I was like, yes, it was. <laughs> three in a row. 
Yes, it was three in a row. And then it's just like, well, we did it first. Well, we did it first. We did it first. I mean, it's, it's... So she lost multiple bets. Oh, my goodness. It's just great because, you know... It's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, a lot of people on the outside think that that rivalry, that everyone hates each other, but... We're all nothing like really love. good friends. Nothing but love and nothing but respect. What's she doing now? Is she still in the sports world? She's still in the sports world. Uh, she actually has a podcast too. Oh, okay. And you haven't been on it? I haven't been on it. What kind of, that's not, that's. No, no, no. She got to her thing. She got to her thing. It's not, it's not, it's, <laughs> no, I mean, she, she does a podcast on like mental health and wellness. Oh, wow, and that's so. Awesome. huge. Yeah, big absolutely. Very and big so she, she goes around and does speaking engagements on that as well. So she no, she's doing her thing. No, she's based out of LA, but she's from New York. Gotcha. To circle back to UConn, Tennessee for one second, and then we could go into the pros. But a uh, great Pat Summit story. We were, we played them in the final four. And, you know, again, it's the whole UConn, Tennessee rivalry and everybody is, uh, you know, really just amped up about it. And they were really young at the time. We were a little bit more mature. Um, we ended up winning the game. And, you know, we're, we're ready, you know, we're excited to go to the national championship game. So typically after games, we would, the players would, you know, go into the locker room and then we'd have maybe like a couple minutes to ourselves and then the coaches would come in. So this was no different. You know, we had a couple minutes to ourselves, and the door opens and we think it's our coaching staff that's coming in and it's Pat Summit. And so when I tell you, you can hear like a pin a drop. Pin drop yeah, yeah. Every, we're all just like, we all just froze. And you guys are getting yelled at. Well, but she came in and she was just really gracious and really. She seemed to be that way. You know, came in and talked to us and like, you know, you guys are a great team. You guys need to win it all. This is great for women's basketball. That's awesome. And just really congratulated us. And I've never seen anybody do that. That's like a real, that's like a real leader, a real winner. It really is. really is. And, and her, it, her history speaks for Oh, that. my God. She was a living legend, you know, when we were playing. And so it was just really remarkable. And it's definitely another, another thing by another great person that I will never forget. Now, was it common when you played to form relationships with other coaches and other players on other teams that you didn't know? Or was it kind of more like, because social media, social media didn't really exist right, then, right? Right. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. When you're a kid, I talked about AAU. So you get recruited by some of these coaches, you yeah. build like a really good relationship. And then sometimes you'd play against them and there, and there's no, you know, harm. There's no harm in saying hello or what's, how's everything going? A lot of us played USA basketball growing up. So some of the coaches would, that you were recruited by would be on that coaching staff mm -hmm. and you'd still have a relationship with them. Uh, so again, I mean, it's the basketball world is so small. You see the same people all the time. And sure. even now when, when I go out, I still see coaches that may have recruited me when I was a kid and, you know, I still go and say hello. Interesting. So fast forward to the pros. Right. Now you're in the pros, you're in Seattle. What was that like? Right. So I guess. UConn was probably bigger than WNBA back then, right? I mean, I, I mean, it's. Fan-wise? Probably. Probably. I mean, it's I mean, it's just a different... It's hard to compare. It's just completely different. So I get drafted to Seattle. Uh, it was really cool because we, um, we were all on campus waiting. Like, and back then, I, now the draft is like televised on ESPN. And it's like really great. <laughs> sure. It's like the first round was on ESPN, but then the second round, it was like we were watching ESPN it from the computer. Ocho. Right. It was like literally <laughs> ESPN Yocho. We're yeah. trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. So the... So the phone rings and it's for Jessica Moore and she got drafted to Charlotte. First, and, 
out of the two of us, yeah. yeah. And out of the so she and I both redshirted. Oh, so we stayed right. for five years when um, Diana Maria Morgan left the year before. And so she gets drafted and we're just screaming in the background because we're all so happy and uh, for her. And then next thing you know, my phone rings mm. and everybody's looking and we're all just, I'm like staring at the phone and I'm like, answer it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I answer the phone and it's another Hall of Fame coach in Ann Donovan. And sure. she, she's like, well... You know, I got your number from Sue because Sue was already there. She's like, we're going to we're gonna take you at the next pick, and we're really looking forward to having you out there. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, That's this awesome. is fantastic. Dream, I'm like, true. first off, I've never been to Seattle, <laughs> but I'm like, it has to be great. I'm like, but Sue's there. You know, Sue and I have a really great relationship, even to this day. And then the, pr- the pick before me, Seattle's pick before me, was somebody that I grew up with. Who we played in the same AAU club. She was just a year younger. United. So I'm like, this is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You know, and I mentioned before about the ups and downs and this and the other. I, you know, thought I was doing well. And, you know, I was trying to do what the, the coaches asked me to do. So one day they would come in, Jesse Kinlaw and Jenny Busick, who Jenny is now coaching with Dallas Mavericks. And they would like... That's the one that just got hired. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Dallas Maverick. Yeah, she yeah. coaches there for a couple of years now. Yeah. So she would come up to me. They would come up to me like, all right, you got a rebound today. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I do that. All right, you got a score today. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, so easy. I was... Easy. Yeah, right, easy. Whatever yeah. you want. Like, <laughs> I got you. And then they were like, Ann wants to see you after practice. And I'm like, okay. And so I go in there and uh, she's like... I don't really like your height. And I'm like, what? Flat out. <laughs> Flat out. Flat out. And I was just like, okay, well, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. Right. right. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm a pretty big guard. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, thanks for the opportunity. And I just, I left and I was, I was so pretty she distraught. Cut she cut me. I was pretty distraught. It was like the first time really in my life where I wasn't really considered Wanted. good enough. Wanted. Yeah. Right. You know, I, Played all over the world. I played USA basketball. What was played, that like internally? Apparently. I mean, it, it's you got it's a self check, immediate self check, you know. And I had to make a choice. You know, I, I interned with Nike the summer before. Oh, that's either out in Seattle, uh, right? Beaverton, yeah. Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. But it was very close. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, do I go work? Or do I prove to myself and everybody else that I'm talented enough to play in this league? So you came to the fork in the road? Fork in the road. With shoes? I end up going overseas. Uh, Probably great experience, though. Uh, yeah, I had a great experience overseas. Coming back to New York, I made the team, and I had a I had a pretty good career after that. So you played for Liberty? Yeah. Oh, wow. How'd that go? It was, you Fun. know, New York is New York, man. Yeah. You got to love it here. Yeah. And. I think, you know, one thing that gets lost in the whole like athlete and, you know, playing professionally is that oftentimes you don't know today is going to be your last day on this team. Hmm. You know, not everybody is, you know, the top 1%. And so you have to, every day you got grinded out. And I never really thought about it like that until, until like years later, you know, it was just more. You don't realize it. Right. You don't realize it when you're going through it. But I knew that every year I had to make the team, you know, I, even though I had a contract, I knew every year I had to like, I had to go out and make the team and I had to play well enough to make sure that I stayed on the team. Did you come in to UConn when Ray Allen was still there or he was gone? No, he was gone. He was, yeah. I was with. Rip? No, no, no. 
how old do you think I am? You said 2001. Rip wasn't there in well, 2001. Where was he there? How old is he? He's old now, right? I was there with Ameka, Ameka Okafor, yeah. Charlie, Rudy, Karan, Ben. Like, those are my guys. Wow. Interesting. So that 2014, yeah, 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 we both won at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah, that, was yeah, that was my senior in high school. That was fun. That's crazy. Who was your like role, basketball role model growing up? Who'd you look up to? Jordan? Like, of course. Who else? Anyone else? Of course. I mean, Jordan was, to me, was just everything. Obviously, I said before, like, I really, I really enjoyed watching Grant Hill. Yep. play they say if he wasn't injured all the time he would have been one of the best all time ever and he's still kind of i don't, I don't doubt it right i, don't I mean doubt he had it. just smooth moves <laughs> i mean he was just can do whatever you wanted on the court whatever he wanted to do on the court he was capable of doing that you know and obviously you know kobe his work ethic and his determination to not settle for anything less than 100 percent all the time from everybody and i think that it was also something that was just really what we learned, you know, at UConn is just that you have to, you have to give it your all all the time and, and you have to be selfless. Like not everybody's going to, you know, score, not everybody's going to do this. And I think that's what I had to figure out too, because everybody comes in there, you're all everything to your team. Everyone's all everything. You know, you're Gatorade player of the year, you're, you know, National Players of the Year, everybody's all everything to everybody. And so, and again, I, I mentioned before, like that team was just coming off a national championship. It's like, how am I supposed to get minutes? You know, you sometimes you got to find them. How do I find them? Like yeah. sometimes you got to figure yeah. that out and do what, and you got to do the dirty work. Like I made a career out of like. Well, you're really a Pittsburgh girl, dirty. right? You said, this yeah, is, I'm going to confirm, collar, I'm really going to confirm this. So remember Cordell Stewart? Yeah. Remember his nickname? Slash. You know why they called him Slash? He was everywhere. So that's it. Like, yeah, find the way. He played quarterback, running back, receiver. I think he was a punt returner in college yeah, for a minute, right? He did everything. 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 I think that's, that's like, in my opinion, like what separates like winners from losers, right? Winners are going to find the way. Losers are going to make an excuse as to why they can't find the way, right. you know? And I think Slash, I grew up, I love Cordell because like, he changed my For me, growing up in the early 90s, right, as a young football player, he like changed the game, right? He was the first guy to again do it all. There was no right. other person doing it all. No. Maybe you, Dion. You know, I love Dion. Prime time, right? But, but he wasn't quarterback. He wasn't quarterback. Wasn't quarterback. Obviously, I watched multiple sports. You know, I I was just a. I'm still just a fan of sports. You, you know, still I, play? Uh, well, I just had hip surgery. Oof. Like you still shoot though. You, you say you never lose. But a I, shot. I still I was still playing. Give me a couple months and I'll be back out there. But, you know, I just had hip surgery on the ninth. You think it was from wear and tear? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And I probably... Fully recovered? Right now, no. no. I'm still... I got. I still have a little... I call it a little gangsta lean mm, yeah, in my right. walk. Like a little... Yeah, 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 I get it. A little swagger yeah, in right. my walk. It makes you a little cooler, though. It does. I'm just, you know, kind of just strutting along. So if you see me walking around... Yeah. Midtown, please That's don't it. hit me. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it if you don't you hit said my recently, side. right? Like yeah, January 9th. Oh, really? oh, like a couple weeks ago. Yep. Oof. And you're walking all. You're walking. Yeah, I'm off crutches. The doctor's like, "Are you?" Yeah. I was like, "Man, Are I got wo- I got Wolverine healing powers That's up in here." Let's oh my go. gosh. So now W. Now you're in the NBA, right. right? What's your role in the NBA, and where do you see that kind of leading to? Uh, so I'm doing a program where you have a year. It's a year long program. 
you kind of learn the business side of basketball. So I, I've worked with business player, out of basketball, business side of basketball. Oh, business side of basketball. So, you know, so I know the business side of an, a ugly, player, probably, right? a player, yeah. you know, yeah. that's ugly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a doggies all world yeah, out there, yeah, yeah. But, Especially here in the city. but really, you know, just learning how do you run a league? It's you not know, easy. It's not easy. And there's very, a ton of moving parts. So I, you know, did work in the WNBA. I did work in basketball operations. I've gone to some teams and worked alongside with them. But really, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, a lot of it, it it's still similar. You know, you got to grind it out. And especially if you're on, you know, working at the league, sometimes you're up really late because there's West Coast games. So three hour difference. And a three hour difference. So there's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of, you know, how do you what's going to happen next that it's very fast paced. And sometimes you have to like almost double dutch to see like, where can you jump in and where can you fit in? But it's been a really great experience. What's next. I don't know, you know, hopefully coaching, maybe if I, if the right opportunity comes around, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to coaching. Um, I feel like there's about going I still out have a lot to Kobe's training facility. I feel like that's something that could pull you out there. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? Who knows? But I think that would be very uh, nostalgic. Yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shy away from it if the opportunity presented itself. So when you were playing, up until what age did you stop challenging the boys that you could outshoot them, out rebound them, you know, um, beat them to the hoop? Or you I, still to this day call them out? I still call them out. <laughs> like it's it's a, it's one of those things that I don't think it'll ever go away because people think that that they can beat you. Yeah, and they know they can't. And they, but they really believe they think, it. Like but guys, they know they can't. But know? guys like really believe that, you know. And then I have to go out there, and I'm just like, Do I really have to do this to you? Right. And so in Tim's or no? You got boots on? You know? <laughs> I'm not taking my beanie off. That's what's happening. <laughs> but uh, like the other day, like I, I'll go play at um, LA Fitness because I, you know, like now I'm just like I just need the, I just need the steps. Yep, yep, I just yep. need That's the it. steps. That's it. You know. So, but it's it's really funny because. Sometimes I'll go, and the first time that I went, you know, guys didn't know who I was, and often you weren't getting picked. Uh, well, they, you know, they are they're really nice about it. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, you, yeah, you can play. Oh, you guys sit out this person, <laughs> but you got you you'll get into the next game. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, <laughs> like no problem. But you know, guys want to kind of flex their masculinity sometimes, which is a big problem in general. Well, yeah, which is a big problem in general. General, but they want to flex their masculinity, so they'll be like, oh well they'll try to rush rush you and try to like scare you into making a turnover or something like that. Well, in this particular case, when that happened, hit him with the spin. Move. Oh my goodness. It was, <laughs> it was so sick. It was so sick. It was just, you know, a lot of reacting. They went this way. I went that way. Yeah. Somebody else came. I split the defense and got a layup yeah. and everybody's like, Oh my yeah. God. Like, this, sitting out, you know, next time. Oh my, it was, it was just really, really funny. And then after that, People were looking at me like, did you play anywhere? No. And I'm like, no, it's just casual. All right, just casually play every once in a while. And then it just came out that I played at UConn. I played in the league. And they were just like, oh. Makes sense now. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense now. So as we close up every episode, I don't know if you've listened to any podcasts before that we've done here, but deposit that means I want my guests to be able to deposit one thing to our listeners' memory banks, right? Deposit that means deposit that to your brain. So... Whether you give advice to young girls, whether you give advice to people in general, whether you give advice to basketball players, whatever, 
What's one thing you want to leave the listeners with after all the stuff that's gone on in the past week in your life, based on all your you know valuable experiences? What's one thing you want to leave everybody with advice-wise? I would say throughout life, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be hard times. And I think this goes for on the court as well. And then there's going to be some really magical times. And, you know, through those hard times, keep working, keep striving, keep perfecting yourself and things will get better and things will get easier, you know, once you put the work in, but you got to put the time in, you got to put the time in your, into yourself. You got to put the time into your, to your craft and, and really just continue to learn and to continue to grow. Never stop learning. Super valuable. So last thing that I'm asking you one question, but someone comes to that fork in the road, what do you recommend them to do? Uh, really evaluate each option. If there's multiple options, evaluate them and, and really kind of ask yourself, like, I don't think I would have had an issue with myself if I didn't go and make sure that and prove to myself that I couldn't play. Like I knew that I could play in in the league. So I had to prove to myself to, no and, to, uh, and, to and no one else and to other people like, nah, like I can, I can hoop and I can play. And I had to do that for myself. And I think I would have had a really hard issue, a hard time if I didn't go and at least try it, at least try one more time. And so I would say for people who are out there, if you're at a split decision and you don't know what to do, please weigh the options. But then, you know, you got to ask yourself, are you cool but not doing this? You know, and if you can live with that, then it'll be all right. But I don't think I would have, I think I would have struggled mightily. Still avoid. Yeah, it would have been avoid. Yeah, if I Unknown. didn't, if what I didn't if? try. Right. Well, super excited to have you on the show. Awesome getting to know you. I think you need to let the world see your personality more. Like, I feel like you got like these one-liners that you're just holding back on from the world to see, but yeah. I better start seeing them more on Instagram. May- maybe. <laughs> but it's been a true pleasure having you on. If I can do Thanks. anything to help you out Thanks in the future, me. you know, I look forward to seeing what's next. If you're on Instagram, hit me up. Um, I'm pretty uh, pretty and her Instagram name is what real Ashley battle real Ashley battle but I'm pretty social so if you guys have any issues if you want to talk about it you don't feel comfortable I'm always available so make sure you guys reach out appreciate you having on the show thank you 